Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, January 31st, 2021. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today's episode, we are going to dig into mindset, having a positive one, a successful one, and kind of five key things to drill down on if you want to crush 2021 and every year moving forward. But before I jump into today's podcast, this episode is brought to you by my homies over at Beam CBD. This is the CBD product I take every single day. Uh, lately, I've been taking it just in the evenings for sleep. Specifically, I've been taking the Dream product. I tend to do the capsules. Uh, Heather gears towards the powder of it. But basically, what you're going to get is the 20 milligrams of CBD in every serving. Again, there's no THC in it, so it won't get you high, but it will help you sleep. There is a mix of melatonin in there as well, um, and they throw some magnesium in there. Uh, Again, I feel great. I feel like I do not wake up throughout the night. And the nice thing is you don't feel groggy. You're just like rested and you're ready to just kick ass the next day. So if you guys are interested, I can always hook you up with 20% off forever. But if you want to try three free samples of it, so basically three free nights worth, um, hit us up. I can shoot you guys a link for that. You can try it. And uh, again, all the products are great. We use the tinctures, uh, the dream stuff. Uh, they also have some clarity. They have a salve you can put in your soft tissue. It's good stuff. I'm a huge fan of uh, CBD in general, and especially these guys. We've had the CEOs on the podcast before. Good dudes that make great stuff. So if you're interested, hit me up, and I can always hook you guys up with 20% off. Or if you want to try the free trials of it, that is there as well. And also, the podcast is brought to you by, you already know, my homies at Athletic Greens. It's the one thing I take every single day I never miss. If you were to buy just one supplement, this would be the thing that I would get if I was you guys. Literally, you'd have to take about... 14 to 20 other pills just to match it and you'd probably spend five times as much and even then I don't know if it would be as ideal as just taking a scoop of this every single day and for you guys who don't know basically it's a way to cover the gaps in nutrition so if you are struggling to get at least you know five six seven servings of green vegetables in a day plus the fruits this would be for you and even for me I can't eat that many vegetables in a day it's just not logistically possible and I don't think my body could process it so if you're looking for something to a cover the gaps in your nutrition replace your shitty multivitamin this is going to help support energy you'll have a better immune system better gut function better health the digestion um, even brain activity they say and lord knows obviously I need that so again it fits basically any type of diet and there's no gluten no dairy no corn no eggs no peanuts no animal byproducts literally it's just like a greens powder on steroids times a thousand. And right now, if you guys want to check out Athletic Greens, we can hook you up with five free travel packs and a year supply of vitamin D3 with the K2. And you guys have already heard me go on long rants about why D3 is super important in your life through any time, but especially this season that we're in with the upper respiratory stuff going on with the COVID shit. So if you guys are interested, the site is always athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. Or if you're really on the fence and you've heard me talk about this 800 times and you're like, well, I'm not sure, Jeremy, if I want to make the investment, you can hit me up, send us a DM, fill out the contact page, email us, whatever it may be. Monica will take a pack and she'll send it right to your front door. You can try it and then you guys can get hooked up with the five free travel packs and a month's worth in vitamin D three free for an entire year. They'll give you the vitamin D for 12 months for free just for buying Athletic Greens. So again, the site, athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott. It is there for you guys if you want the hookup. So, oh, that's a mouthful. With that said, 
we're going to dig into the five tips for a successful mindset. And if you didn't know, Heather is here with us on the podcast. Heather, welcome. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Kind of stuck with you. <laughs> Glad you can make it. Um, Heather found this um, from a, a couple different sources and sites. And so we'll kind of dig in uh, to each one of these. But before we do, I do want to read something that uh, my man Tommy Baker had thrown up the other day. I don't know if it was on an email or where it came from, but uh, if you guys have listened, you know, for a long time, Tommy's been on the podcast before. I will get him uh, obviously on again. He has his own as well, which I've been on his episodes. It's the Resist Average Academy with Tommy Baker, but he does put out a lot of good written content. And this piece uh, I thought was amazing for everybody to hear. And obviously, oddly enough, you're going to hear it on your phone or if you're listening on the internet or, or wherever you're, you know, plugging in right now. But he wrote this, and it's and I quote, turn off your phone, turn off the internet, turn the gossipers off, turn the negativity off, turn the comparison off, turn the news media off, turn the conspiracies off, turn the mask politics off, turn the online bickering off, turn the pseudo leaders off, turn the keyboard warriors off, turn the unethical influencers off, turn the expectations of others off, turn the anxiety off. Turn the desire to fulfill every moment off. Turn the need to monetize everything off. And when you do, you'll realize you turn on what matters. You turn on peace. You turn on clarity. You turn on wisdom. You turn on intuition. You turn on freedom. You turn on connection. You turn on an abundance. You turn on the present. And that's where all the goddamn magic happens. Unsubscribe from the bullshit. It'll do you and the rest of everybody else around you wonders, end quote. Uh, I read that and I thought it was pretty badass. And I, and I find it to be true probably more so, you know, the end of last year and this year now more than ever because we're just tuned into, I believe, so much horseshit. Uh, we're not turning on and really being mindful of the things that really do matter. And when you can unplug and kind of get away from things that are not filling your cup, um, it'll do you a whole lot of good. So. Yeah, I love that. So, Such a great reminder. Tommy's the man. Mm-hmm. So we'll get him back on here too. Maybe even his, is his girlfriend or wife? I think they're engaged. So soon to be wife, if you will. But we are going to talk about successful mindset here. And I think that starts with turning off the bullshit and plugging into the stuff that really matters. And so what's the biggest difference between those who succeed and those who don't? Obviously, there are certain things, luck, genetics, all that stuff, you know, kind of plays a part. But I believe the biggest thing is just your mindset and how mentally tough you are. And it's a small thing that makes a big difference. And for a lot of people, the way that you think about the world and the way that you see it is kind of the driver of your feelings, of your self-worth, of your competence and your confidence to do or not do something, uh, depending on where you're at. I agree. I think, you know, the most successful people have really been able to focus on their mindset and controlling their mindset to allow them to achieve um, the goals that they've set for themselves and really elevate their life and continue to think big. Uh, I did some research and found a couple articles um, that we'll dive into, one from Success Magazine and one from brainpickings.org. And um, we'll go through the five elements to really help you develop a successful mindset. I mean, do you ever meet anybody who you, I mean, think about it. Like we get so lost in these details and 
we try to make things overly complex and complicated and some things are and some things aren't i'm obviously a pretty you know primitive human with my gorilla brain the way that i think of stuff but have you ever met someone who's in in the way that you think about it super successful or super happy that has a terrible mindset it no. just it just doesn't, it just doesn't exist. It's I like, don't think it can really work. And what I mean is like there are people they don't complain, they don't bitch, they it don't goes whine, hand they in don't hand. moan. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty simple. So it's like you see something, you can emulate those same patterns, and you just you know iron sharpens iron, if you will. So we're gonna kind of go over the five elements that help you know me personally um, and many other people develop a mindset that puts you in a position to be successful. And is this something that you just do once and then it's done? No. No. <laughs> it, it's like any other exercise, like how you train like your quads and your glutes, like to do split squats and step ups and push a sled. It's, it's always a, a work in progress. It's the same way you train your brain. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. And believe me, like I'm not perfect at it, but it's something that I try really hard to make an effort to focus on because it's really the game changer for everything else. So the first thing would be just self-talk, just how you talk to yourself about yourself and how you think about yourself 24-7, 365. Yeah, the most important conversations you have uh, should be with yourself. And if you are struggling in that area, it's something that you should definitely make a priority to uh, elevate and make sure that you are giving yourself positivity, you're giving yourself inspiration and not filling it up with criticism and doubt because that will just only hold you back. So some of the things that I've done, which I've mentioned before, is really taking time in the morning to have uh, everything turned off and just peace and quiet. And I can talk to myself either in like a yoga pose or, you know, I'm just stretching doing some mobility and I can just kind of tap into my mindset in the morning or even if I'm like walking the dog, sometimes I'll do it then, but just to kind of set yourself up for the day. And I've even found throughout the day, if I'm frustrated or stressed, I'll try to stop what I'm doing and whether it's getting in child's pose or just laying down on the floor and doing some deep breathing exercises and then also reinforcing your changing your mindset and giving yourself that pep talk has helped me (laughs) during challenging times well yeah i mean when i think of it and the people here i see and if i if i put it in a fitness context you got to really be careful the way that you speak about yourself even if the words don't come out of your mouth it's the internal conversation you have in your brain about you and where you are at and what you're doing and what you look like and how you feel and what I mean by that is, and I've, I've shared this example before, it's when, and dudes probably do this too, uh, women are worse. Women are better than dudes at, at most things, but not at this. And I don't know if this is society and growing up and things you've seen, but women are so critical of what they look like. Dudes sometimes tend to talk about themselves like they used to be Michael Jordan in high school, even though they were nowhere near that. Like dudes misremember sometimes for the, like the better. Like, you know what I mean? Totally. Like, like I meet a guy who's like, oh, you know, I'm not saying like I'm God's gift to anything, but I'm in a certain kind of shape. And I'm, I remember like Dave and I, my buddy Dave and I, who used to work with me and is a fitness guy too, we would meet these guys and they'd be like, oh, I used to look like you guys when I was your age. And it's like, 
you Bullshit. knew you knew the dude was so full of shit and I would let it go and Dave would get so pissed because we work so hard to do this yeah. like how we eat how it's we like train it's almost disrespectful to you guys yeah it's like well when anybody's 27 they can look like that wait till you're my age I'm like obviously I'm now 37 I'm still I'm in better shape than I was at 27 but it's dudes will dudes go the opposite way they, they remember themselves and I always give their Al Bundy they threw four touchdowns in a high school game they were the greatest athlete ever women do the opposite women are overly critical and so the example I always share is women get out of the shower and they look at themselves and they have these two or three body parts that they just absolutely hate and they pick themselves apart my stomach is too fat my arms are too gross my legs are too whatever my butt is not this and For they sure. and they do that 10,000 times and I'm guilty of that too at times and you have to be so careful because it's like you have to draw the line because it will completely overpower you. And I've had that happen to me and completely ruin my whole attitude and mindset for the rest of the day unless you learn how to overcome that and practice self-love and it warps your, it warps your sense of reality <laughs> mm-hmm. and i'm not i don't want to put and it you, holds you back from just moving forward in whatever you're trying to accomplish like i don't want to put you on blast here but like it's okay you've <laughs> done that so many times i have where i'm saying your sense of reality of what you look like sometimes is warped like you'll think of yourself as like i'm a i'm a bigger person and you're not but you have this thing where you, you'll look at your body parts like whether it's like your stomach or your legs or your arms or something and you'll be like oh this is so gross i'm like what are you looking at well i guess because you see this could because you've done this ten thousand times in your brain what i'm saying to everybody listening is like then you can't when you do make a change and you become leaner and you become more fit you can't even fucking recognize it mm-hmm. like that's the crazy part and you're a victim of that too in some regard like the way that people see you and the way you see yourself is not the same yeah. And that, because we've talked about ourselves so many, it's like, I'll give two examples. One, I use you because like the other day we have these crop top shirts out here. They look like they fit like a six year old. Um, I don't know if they're junior sizes or what, but, uh, Jen, Jay was grabbing one and she's like, you know, she was like making the comment, you know, we're not, we're all not, we're all not super small like Heather is. And I'm like, Jen's in amazing shape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, but even her brain oh is like, gosh. you're she thinks you're so much fitter, smaller so, than her, which I'm like, and that's the problem and this with is a, this us is a, women that we need to fix. You and know? again, this is a person who comes not to put you on blast, Jen, like Jen's super fit and she comes here and she looks amazing. Oh, and I'm like, she does. And I'm amazing like, shape. And I'm like, you guys are both super fit. I'm like, I don't really get, because she sees you some way. And like, it's just this weird thing that because we've talked to ourselves over time, yeah. like, Oh, well, I'm not, you know, uh, petite. I'm not small. I'm and not fit. And it's, you know, it's such an, I feel like now it's getting a lot better with, um, there's a lot more communication and, and society is trying to really change how women think about each other and ourselves and, and make it okay that, you know, everybody's different and genetically we're all made different and we need to celebrate that. And I think it's really hard for us because we grew up so many years where you constantly see it, whether it's on TV or in magazines and now it's social media and you just have this horrible, vicious cycle of comparison or thinking you have to look a certain way to fit what society um, says is acceptable. And that's what's really hard for 
a lot of us to, um, you know, for someone that I always played sports and I have more of an athletic body build, that's where I'm like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I was like smaller or I didn't have as big of legs from playing soccer or, or my shoulders are too broad and and it's like things like that that we tend to focus on and it just is not healthy at all so I've come a long way but I still sometimes struggle with it so it's something that I continue to work on and I think that a lot of girls and women need to do it for themselves because it it's not a good way to live if you're constantly being dragged down by that mindset no and it's i don't want to get off topic like we're talking about self-talk obviously but this comes down to the the body dysmorphia and the self-image stuff and that comes with the language the way you speak to yourself and you might not verbally be saying it but if you're looking in the mirror and, and you're you're subconsciously saying it or you're consciously saying it in your head you're having this internal conversation about what you look like and if we're going to talk about the physical body really fast you got to play to your strengths you guys so if you're a girl who's got an ass or like, you know, you got boobs, but you want to be like the stick figure Barbie. It's not going to happen. Like you got to play to your strengths of what you have and appreciate it. And because, embrace it. Because I promise you, the girl who's the Barbie figure wants the ass and she wants the boobs that you have. Like it's the same thing. It's like every dude who's... I think Barbie is a great example. But Barbie but has unrealistic... But, if, but that's what I'm saying though. You give a kid a Barbie and then a kid that 12 sees it. I'm like, well, I don't look like this. Well, mm-hmm. no shit, dude. Because Barbie would be six feet tall, weigh 103 pounds and have a 22 inch waist. That's ridiculous. Yeah. But when you're looking at a Victoria's Secret model and your mm-hmm. body type is not that, like, that's not realistic. It's like a dude like me, like some skinny little turd, looking at Arnold like, oh, I'm going to be 6'2", 250. Like, bro, that's not going to happen for me. Like, we always want – the point I'm driving is we always want what we don't have. Mm-hmm. And, for and, sure. And it's like the guy who's super big and, and thick wants to be leaner. But the guy who's super skinny wants to be big and thick. It's like you have to – appreciate what you have and then you have to talk to yourself in the correct way about it if we're talking that part the same thing goes for how smart you are how intelligent you are like i'll joke in the podcast like i'm not that smart in terms of school stuff i'm not like i just don't there's certain i don't get math i don't get physics i don't get that shit i figured out life in other ways like iq and eq are different but when i say it i'm not like oh, I'm, a, I'm a dumbass i can't do anything i've done a lot of things you know but be even be careful with that and that i I'm calling myself out when I say it, because even when you make these sleight of hand kind of jokes about yourself, if you do it long enough, sometimes you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. And so you just got to be careful with the way you speak. It don't be, you know, I'm a huge fan of self-awareness. Don't be undercritical of yourself. Don't be overly critical. Just have a, a realistic evaluation of who you are and where you're at and stop and really just pat yourself on the back once in a while for how far you've come and don't always beat yourself up for not being there just yet, because this is always a journey and people do this all the time. There's like, well, I lost 90 pounds, but I still got 15 more to go. No, just appreciate the 90 you lost and you'll get the rest of it. Agree. <laughs> That's it. Uh, number two intentions. Yeah. So your intentions set the tone for how skillfully you navigate personal and professional success. So Obviously, if you set your your intentions high enough and challenge the status quo, then you will um, think bigger and push past your comfort zone. And I'm sure a lot of you have always heard, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But honestly, like that's where real growth happens. And I know both of us have had to put ourselves in uncomfortable uncomfortable situations and challenges just to be able to to grow and push past um 
different areas of our life that we really wanted to work on or goals we wanted to achieve. And it's hard and it sucks at times, but that's the whole point of <laughs> growing. Well, I thought about it <clears throat> actually, yes, maybe it was last night for some reason. And like, I was thinking about school in general and just like how, I, again, obviously, <clears throat> excuse me, you guys know my opinion. Um, I think a lot of stuff in school is bullshit. I think we learn a lot of the wrong things and not enough of the right things. I don't have an answer or a solution, so I'm just a person who's criticizing you from the outside. But I do think there's a lot of things we don't uh, teach correctly. But something that I hated to do, especially in college, is like uh, your public speaking class. Me too. Like I, I dreaded that. It's like that. the worst for someone that even is slightly introverted like myself. It's oh. like the worst class ever. Because A... I had so much fear. Yes. Of like, and again, just people, just doing it. Like, it's just uncomfortable. Like, I know people are going to like, well, what I realized is this too. Um, and probably not till I was done with college. One, I did dread it because I was not good at it. I didn't think I was an expert in anything that I could talk about that would make any rational sense. Like, I'm not going to get up there and talk about 90s hip hop because that's not, that's not acceptable. So I'm like up there talking about how to change a tire, which I know how to do, but it's also not super sexy. It's boring. and It's dumb. But that like class does teach you a lot about how to get out of your comfort zone and embrace something. And that's something that actually can help you in life. Like that's one of the few things in mm -hmm. school where it's like when you get up in front of people and you can talk yeah. to be able to communicate effectively with people, whether it be on a podcast, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or in person, that is a powerful skill. And for most of us, we are uncomfortable as shit doing it up front, but that stuff does help you. It is important. And because... Little did I know after college, or high school taking it, and then in college, communication class. And I n n now have a career where, or did, I don't know. Um, Maybe you do. <laughs> who knows? Where all I would do is do client presentations. And that was like a lot of my job. And so it does come in handy. It's very important to work on. And even like our trainings through work um, were presentation training that we did, which was really helpful, even though it was not fun for me. <laughs> it does force you to get better. Well, and what you'll, I don't want to get lost in a college public speaking class, but what you realize is too, is most of the people in the class aren't listening to what you're saying. I know. And they don't give a shit because you reverse engineer it. Cause when they were talking, you didn't care either. Mm -hmm. You either noticed somebody was really, really good really, really or you're so nervous about your own presentation, you're just focused on your notes. Or <laughs> and on a side note, when people meet people, I've noticed that that's what they do. When you meet someone, people are sometimes so worried about what they're gonna say, they mm -hmm. forget the person's name instantly. Yeah, that's very common. Which is actually kind of crazy. Me. But I say with the intentions of of what you're trying to do, fitness is the is like the great example of that. When you're gonna be uncomfortable, you know, or be comfortable being uncomfortable. Excuse me. Fitness is that. Strength training is the essence of that. Like the feeling where it burns, the feeling where you feel like you can't push another rep, the feeling where you want to just quit it, sh cut it short and just like quit running or, or quit doing whatever. That's what fitness is. So you can take that and it parallels everything else in life. We tend to do it in the gym because we can get used to it, like in that vector. But if we can do it with other things, that's when amazing stuff happens. When you maybe wake up a little bit earlier or you stay up a little bit later or you push it a little bit further than you thought you could. You did, you know, one more task or it's the things where we don't want to do it. And then once it's over, you're almost always glad you did. Mm -hmm. You have to test it, test it out for yourself and see 
Because how else are you going to know what you're capable of achieving? Well, and what you're made of, dude. Like in yep. fitness, we call it your pain cave. Like how, how deep can you go in it? Or like we say, like how, how deep of waters can you take your body? And that's not just physical, that's mental too. And that you'll reach a breaking point. But I think in my opinion is this, very few people ever reach that for themselves. And that's a sad thing. I think a lot of people who are listening to this, um, a lot of you guys are rock stars and you're amazing, but you can do so much more shit if you wanted to. Because you just have to take yourself there. And like, you only know until you fail. And yeah. if, you, if you've not failed miserably at multiple things in your life, like got turned down for jobs, started projects, written books, did things that completely flopped and sucked, you haven't even scratched the surface mm-hmm. of like what you're capable of. And I feel that a lot of things and I continue to do so over and over and over again. But that's part of suck. achieving a successful life is the trial and error and the failure and learning from that failure and then continuing to push forward. And again, no one's ever like regretted, you know, going for something and trying it and maybe not getting it. And odds are, if it wasn't that thing, 14 other things came your way because you ventured outside of this little safe bubble. And I've said this for years, you know, we do this, um, and I'm a fan of, of playing to your strengths for sure. And if you know you suck at something, um, obviously you give it enough time, like maybe you just don't do it. Like there's certain things I'm just not good at and I'm, in this business, I have other people do them for me because they're just way better. And that's obviously, you know, part of you navigating your life. But we do this in life. We build these walls up around us, you know, to protect us from certain things, whether it be emotional, physical, mental, you name it. But those same walls also imprison you from being able to grow and to learn new things and to have new experiences. And so just don't be, you know, a victim of the own walls you're putting up to protect you when in reality, they're actually holding you back from doing all the cool shit you could actually get out and do because I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this on this note. If I had not got on live TV for the first time and I had no business being on there, honestly, like zero. <laughs> I remember like it it's hilarious. just a fucking train wreck. Like the local news. It's still, it's, I'm like, I'm not looking at the camera. I'm looking at the floor. I don't even know what's up. You from look down. terrified. Oh, it's the worst. I go, but if I never did that the next 15 times, I never would have done mm-hmm. it. If I wouldn't agreed. And I've always said this to, I signed a, a deal with this how I met Sean, our camera guy, who we still use to this day. I signed this deal with Lips. in addition to me as the yes, camera woman, with Heather as well. <laughs> um, with uh, Livestrong to do like a hundred videos of these fitness videos where you you can't do the movement and talk at the same time. You have to actually film the movements and then speak on camera without doing the movements, which actually is really hard. And it made me a, a way better coach, you know, to actually talk through a deadlift without physically showing it and look at the camera and not look like a serial killer is really hard to do, especially at that time. And I signed on, I did like five videos and they were pretty good. And then I signed on to do like a hundred, which is way too many. I go, but that pushed me beyond anything I was ever comfortable doing. And I had to learn all these new skills like on the fly to just create something and actually deliver on something I promised to do. And that kind of changed the trajectory of what I do now for a living. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying to you. If someone is terrible as me, who's as socially awkward and just introverted and weird can do it. All of you guys can as well. And it might feel uncomfortable at first and you might get into it and think it sucks. And I'm like, ah, no, that's not for me, but at least you tried and you know. And it helped you professionally. Yes. Grow, but it also personally, um, just being, a, a more social person in general and enjoying it because you had more confidence and you pushed yourself to try all of these different, um, things and it just continued to pay off for you well yeah there's no way if i wouldn't have done that and again 
those are painful things, you guys. That's what I'm driving at. These are uncomfortable things that I'm not good at, that are awkward, they're weird. I don't like doing it. I have anxiety about it. That leads into now, like if I show up in a room and there's 200 people there or however many people it is I'm speaking, it's like, I, it's just like I'm talking to two people. I don't care because mm-hmm. you've done it so many times and you've, you've drilled on on your craft and you've prepared and you've prepped and you've been through the experiences. You've went through the shit. And there is something to be said about going through these uncomfortable things where you're not as soft anymore and you're just ready to just rip it. And all of you guys have that inside of you. I promise you that. Mm-hmm. Number three. Grit, G-R-I-T, son. Yeah, so I actually saw one of Angela Duckworth. She's a world-renowned psychologist I saw on LinkedIn a few months back, uh, her TED Talk about grit. And um, I just think it's so important to understand what that really means and how to use it. And her quote was, we have to be willing to fail to be wrong to start over again and with us and with lessons learned. She talks about how you use grit in your own life or for parents on how to teach grit to your children. And it really comes down to understanding, adopting a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And um, basically, grit is, is effort. And really, if you have both passion and perseverance, it's so vital to long term success. And for example, if you had a New Year's resolution, it's very exciting initially, but to continue to um, achieve that resolution, you really have to persevere and and focus on your effort for a long period of time to actually achieve it. So um, Carol Dweck is a researcher from Stanford University, and she really um, is known for the talking about the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Not to interrupt you, but aren't mm-hmm. most people already punting their New Year's resolutions? Yeah. Are they done? Like, can you Google it quick? I think it's like the second week of January. That most of them are done? That they I fail. think it was like a huge percentage of people, like, after like two weeks. But it was like over, like, sometime in February. I think most of them were like over. Like I thought it was percent. January. Let me look. I would hope you could make it more than two weeks. That's why we're like, I like all the reset stuff. Like I'm a fan of like, yeah, it's Monday. Like if it works for you, cool. But it's just another day. It's just crazy to me that people would give it up. It says sorry. a study by researchers from Scranton University found that only 19% of individuals keep their resolutions. Most are abandoned by mid-January. So I was right. That is so <laughs> sad. Oh, we are so soft as people. That is awful. Anyways, um. Oh, so going back to... Fixed mindset versus right. growth mindset. So in a fixed mindset, uh, if you're talking about students, like they'll believe that their basic abilities, their intelligence, their talents are just fixed traits. Uh, they have like a certain amount of of that and that's it. And there's no um, room for improvement. And, you know, if their goal is to become, to look smarter all the time and they just can never look dumb but in a growth mindset students understand that their talents and abilities can be developed through effort good teaching and persistence so they don't necessarily think everyone's the same or anyone can be an Einstein but they believe everyone can get smarter if they work at it so it's it goes on to just talking about really are your beliefs holding you back and what you believe is typically there's a strong connection between what actually happens in your life and it all comes down to 
what you believe about yourself and your mindset. Do you want me to go through some of this here? Sure. So this is like the research that I'm looking at right now. It basically, uh, Dweck's, her research looks at like important questions about the connections between what you believe and what you do. So if you believe things about yourself, like it's hard for me to lose weight, which who, who is it super easy for? Um, if I'm not good with numbers, which would be obviously me, I don't think I'm great at math. Although like, but you're really good at basic accounting. Like, yeah, I think of, well, I think that's like real life shit. Right. But I'm talking like, do you know how much I struggle with like geometry? Well, yeah. Like how terrible, like I just thought it was so, maybe it's because that was so stupid. Like I'm not knocking if you're a geometry teacher, respect, but like, yeah, it's kind of pointless. Like what, what <laughs> now Heather, come on. Um, I just don't understand. I never got it. But anyways, like that's, so that was my belief. I'm though. saying for most professions, I guess. Well, and I don't want to get lost in this, but like when I say like, I'm not good with numbers, like I struggled at math so bad. So then that, that's, again, I don't have an answer for any of this stuff, but you know, then my belief is like, well, I suck at math. I can never do anything with that. But yet. Now I do a lot of stuff with numbers and I tend to be relatively good with it. Just not like the weird equations of like Rick's on a train going 65 miles an hour from New York and Bill's on a train going 45 miles an hour from LA. When do they meet? I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, these aren't real math. Anyways. Um, or the belief is I'm not a natural athlete. We hear that from a lot of people. I'm not creative. I'm a procrastinator. And it's pretty clear that those are what we would call like fixed mindsets. And it will cause you to avoid experiences where you might feel like you're going to fail off of these preconceived notions that I believe are honestly bullshit. And that's why I tell people, this is me completely going off script here. Like when someone told you you're stupid, when someone told you you're fat, when someone told you you were dumb, when someone were told you you were a loser, whether it was your mom, your dad, a teacher, a bully, uh, your friend, uh, hus- do something. husband, wife, mm-hmm. don't. When, when you adopt that belief, that's you're not born with that. I've never met anybody who's born. I've never seen a three-year-old kid come in here and say, I'm stupid. I'm not athletic. I'm dumb. Because they're not. They don't believe that. Because no one's t- told them that yet. They think they're athletic. They think they're smart. They are creative. You know what I'm saying? Like We adopt these things, and those are that's what we're talking about with the fixed mindset. And that does hold you back in your life from doing all these other things. And how do you, like, I suck at piano. Well, how do you know unless you try? How do you know unless you take lessons? Like, if you think you suck at cross-country skiing, like, how do you know <laughs> <laughs> until you try? And then you know you suck. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, I did it yesterday for the first time because I grew up downhill skiing and snowboarding. And uh, we couldn't get up to the mountain because of uh, they had a limit capacity and there was high winds. So they shut down a couple of the lifts. So we're like, let's go to the Nordic Village and go cross-country skiing. You and, and our friend Lindsay. My girlfriend and I, who super were athletic. both very athletic. And we struggled so bad cross-country skiing. We're like, we don't need a lesson. How hard could this be? And we were dying and eating shit like crazy and just laughing at ourselves the entire time. And I want to point out, you were looking at the people who are getting lessons and you were like... We're like... <laughs> Why would they get a lesson? <laughs> Little did you find out, cross country skiing is not. And now like I'm like dumb. bruised and my body hurts. <laughs> but at least you tried. Yeah. And if you like, went five more times, you'd be so much better. Right. But you don't have this belief now that well, I'm terrible at cross country mm-hmm. skiing. I could never do it. And and that's is the point of this is that like when you have this, you know, kind of, I guess you know, fixed mindset mentality in your brain, you have taken on this belief and you're carrying it with you. And it is literally like an anchor that is weighing you down in your life. And 
it makes you avoid trying certain things because you already have this false belief that you're going to fail. And as a result, you tend not to learn as much um, and you just, you tend not to get better. And so what can you do about it? You know, how can you change the things you believe about yourself? Well, you have to eliminate a fixed mindset and those kind of things will actually help you reach your goals. Do you want me to go over like the woman example here? Um, if you want. Okay. So we, we see this in our space all the time. And so it, 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 it plays here. So an example, like if, uh, somebody doesn't think they're a runner, like a woman, a man, doesn't matter. They don't think, uh, they're able to run. And, and some people suck at running. I don't particularly love it. You went on a run today. You enjoy it. But let's say that person says, I'm not a runner and they've, they've jogged in the past and maybe their pace is just super slow. So they decide to start running and focus on consistently running four or five days a week. And they, you know, not sign up for a race. Um, they don't, hold on, they start thinking, you know, about the results because they're like, well, if I do this, you know, I'm going to be too slow. I'm never going to finish whatever, you know, what you have to do is you have to stop thinking about all the negative stuff on the road. You have to focus on just the process. You have to focus on just showing up. You have to focus on just sticking to the schedule. You have to focus on just not quitting and a result when you stick with it and the process, you don't give up. And then that person can go on to run a marathon run a, you know, ultra marathon, run a half marathon, if you will, or start with the 5k, it doesn't really matter what it is. And you, you do a 5k, you do your half marathon, you do your full marathon, and you get your times, then you beat those times. And then you continue running over and over and over again, all of a sudden you become a runner. You know, we do with people here, they say like, well, Jeremy, I want to get better at hiking. I'm like, well, you got to go hike then. It doesn't matter if your endurance sucked, or your aerobic stuff sucked, you haven't done it enough. That's the point we're driving at here is we, we set ourselves up for failure in our brains before we even start. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the crazy thing. And I've seen it here over and over and over again. Well, Jeremy, I'm just not good at that. I'm like, you don't even know yet. And it's like, I think what's important from this is to focus on the process, like you said, and breaking up the goals in small segments instead of focusing on the large end result, because that's what a lot of people do, including myself at times, I'll get caught up with like that end result, the end date and that large goal at the end. And I forget about what's in between in the process of what it takes to actually get to that um, goal that I set for myself. So you really have to break it up in small, small changes, small habits over time and enjoying the process. So you're not overwhelmed and you quit and give up early. I think that's for everybody. And this applies to everything in life, fitness for sure, most definitely. But nobody begins, or at least you shouldn't, you know, just by thinking about the end game, the end result. It's nice to have that in the distance. And I'm a, I'm a fan of goal setting, but I'm a fan of the process to be there. So I want to do really well with the process, enjoying the process, which I, for example, is someone that I have to really understand that for myself and work at that where I feel like for you it just comes easy I don't know if it's it just there's and it bugs me <laughs> but there's no other like there's no other way right like I don't know what it is like if I think about stuff like you'll do this all the time like I'm not a end goal person I mean I am I have goals just like everybody else and but once I set them the first thing I say is how are we going to do it? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Because if I don't have that, the, the end goal is just a pipe dream. It's just nonsense. And maybe that comes from like 
just being a broke kid and like coming to my dad and asking for money. He's like, well, if you want it, you can work and save the money to get there. And I'm like, well, how am I going to save the money? He's like, well, you go to work like that. There's a process to get things. And I'll, I'll use the finance stuff. For example, like you guys, you want to pay off your house. You want to be a millionaire. That's a great goal. What does that look like in steps? Are we talking like per week, per month, per year? And how are you going to attack that every single day? It's the same thing. Like if you want to run, you know, a marathon, what do I have to do? Do I got to run four or five times a week? Like, do I have to do mobility? Do I have to do firmling? What does the schedule look like? I'm more a fan of that because I love the process of it as opposed, because the end goal is almost deflating. Mm -hmm. And I'll use us, like we paid off our house. Like what happened that day? <laughs> Nothing. Well, like, we went to the bank. We went to the bank. <laughs> we took a terrible photo. We looked like we slept like no, like two hours. Like we mm -hmm. looked like, I mean, I still have the photos on my phone. It's crazy. But we, we go through, we, you make the last payment. Uh, they give you your little sheet of paper thing and they're like, we'll mail you all the deed and the documents and everything. And, and then that was it. you went home and I went to work. Yeah. Like that was it. There was no parade. Nobody gave a shit. I think we did a dinner, right? Like that week. Did we? Yeah, I thought we did. <laughs> maybe or like staycation for, maybe later like, on that month. We, no, I think, no, because COVID came. Oh yeah. So we didn't. I think we went to Lons. And that was like, yes, that was yes. like the last place we went out to eat Her before like the world melted down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is yeah, great, that was amazing. It was a great place. It was kind of a mixture of Valentine's Day and celebrating our house. Yeah. But the point is, is like we did it and there was no, nobody gave a shit. And it's like almost like it wasn't deflating because I was super happy, but like we knew it was going to happen for like weeks. You're just waiting to do the final thing. But for me, it was that entire like 14 months really of like being ridiculously crazy about it where I'm, I'm listening to Dave Ramsey every single day. Like we're tracking every payment and as annoying as it was and exhausting, like I kind it's of gratifying, I kind of like it because you can see it in real time kind of get you to your goal. Or if I just focused on the end goal, but not the other stuff, like we never would have got there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying to everybody. Like the process of everything matters, no matter if it's, if it's graduating and you all are successful at it in mm -hmm. something else. It might not be fitness. And for me, it's like, I really have to focus on, okay, what can I can control today? Like stop getting distracted on what's happening a week from now or a month from now, what's coming up. It's focusing on how are you going to tackle today? And that's where I found it to be more successful for myself when I can just tap into that mindset on like, okay, today it's like one step at a time, but it's, it's still difficult. Sometimes I get overwhelmed and distracted or I'm thinking of the future too much. And, and then it just, it causes so much delay when you think like that. Well, and you miss the present mm -hmm. when you do that and you live in this alternate reality. You do of this wishing. Yeah. You sometimes live in an alternate reality. I know. That doesn't exist. And I'm like, I don't know what world you, what is this going on right now here? You're but just... But the point is, like, you just have mastered it all, apparently. Maybe I just like being in the shit. I don't know what it is. I'm just so used to it. It's like you're just, I don't know. It's there. That's all there is to me. It's like you're in the dirt, and like that's where things get done, and you have to do that. And it's fun. The other stuff is fun for sure, but it gives you something to work towards, and mm -hmm. it's nice to accomplish goals for sure. But I don't want to get off track here. But you guys, whatever you're trying to do, if it's lose, you know, fifty pounds. If it's, you know, have better mobility, if it's pay off your debts, if it's better, be a better husband, be a better wife, it comes with, it's the stuff that's every day. And I think life, most of life is that. We, as humans, sometimes get wrapped up in just vacations, just celebrations, just these end, you know, big dates. And that stuff's all great, but most of your life 
is everything in between. Mm-hmm. And so I try to really just control and drill down on everything in between. And if I do that, I know the other stuff is going to... Everything gonna, will fall into place. That's it. Mm-hmm. And so if we if we go down the road of a, like a growth mindset, there's another mindset like with these traits. Um, and they're not simply like a hand you're dealt that you live with. Um, and always trying to convince yourself and others that, uh, you know, you have a royal flush and that, you know, you're, you're secretly worried it's a pair of tens. In this mindset, the hand you're dealt is just the starting point of development. And that, my friends, is a growth mindset. And it's based on the belief that there's basic qualities and things that you can cultivate through your efforts. And although people may differ uh, in every which way, and I've said this before, talent is real. I was never going to mm-hmm. be the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, you know. Um, at about age 10, when we're playing basketball and there's other dudes dunking it, I pretty much figured out the NBA wasn't going to come my way. But there is things like that, talent, aptitudes, interests, temperaments. Um, but everyone can change and grow through application, experience, and, and hard work, and determination, and just like the John Wick, like just sheer will. I, I have to believe that because – and again, there's certain things I'm naturally good at and a lot of things I really suck at. But if you grind enough and you really are, you know, you can get focused on something or like how I am, I get obsessed with it. It can take you places that far exceeds your talent, in my opinion. Well said. I mean, I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. But again, super crazy. If you guys, again, that's why I say like the people that you see who do the best in the world at anything, it's people that are, hey, they have a certain talent for it. But they've not only found what they're good at, they found what they love to do. Mm-hmm. And they married it with what they're good at. And then they have this relentless like work ethic towards it. Well, That's, it goes back to passion and perseverance. It's the thing. They go hand in hand. So people with this mindset believe that, you know, damn near anyone can be anything. Obviously, there's certain limitations for all of us. But, you know, anyone with like legit motivation um, in education, you know, can they be Elon Musk? Uh, no. They can't be, but you still can be better than you are yes. currently to at this moment. You know, there's no way to know like where you could end up. Like, obviously, like I'm not going to be Elon Musk. Like he, I think he's but smart. like we never stop learning. That's the cool thing is like you can always learn more no matter what age you are. For sure. And I, for me, and try something new. Well, again, like, and I didn't think I was super smart in school because I never really did well unless I cheated and then my grades got better. Um, but that's me figuring it out. But I never, it just never came natural to me. I didn't love it. I wasn't passionate about it. I didn't want to study. I didn't get, like, if I got an A or a, a C, I didn't give a shit. It meant nothing to me. And so, like, my belief was like, well, I'm not that smart. And now as I sit here as I'm older, you know, I never thought I would know all the things I know today. And that comes from just, like, letting go of, like, well, you're not stupid. You're just smart in a different way. And also you making the choice that you want to educate yourself on so many different, on in all different areas. The things that and yeah. you've like wanted to change. Yeah. Like I, and I use, I'm using myself as an example for you guys. Like I didn't grow up in a household where we, all we talked about was like finances and money. And I've learned all these things over the years from all the amazing people I've met here and the people who work with us in our business. So I've learned all these things about that world because it interests me. I'm like, well, how does this work? And so, like, you kind of adapt to it. And there's a lot of things about, like, politics. I don't know shit. Like, but you find something and you can learn. No matter, like, what you thought your belief was in the past, you can be. Like, for you guys who are like, well, I'm not very fit. If you haven't practiced mobility every single day and you haven't been working out three four times a week for a year, how do you know if you're athletic? Mm-hmm. How do you know if you can be fit? 
Like, you have to actually give it a try and you have to let go of all the shit that's holding you back. And there's such a variety of options to choose from. Like, there's going to be something that you're good at or something that you're passionate about. You just have to go out there and find it. Everybody, and I believe that everybody has a talent and is, is great or is at least really good naturally at something. Now, if you want to become great or like the level of mastery, you're going to have to pour your life into it. But a lot of people are walking around with some crazy hidden talents that uh, I don't think they even know yet. Number four. Strategy. So declaring a goal without more will do little to ensure its success. Only substance and structure will successfully ignite and move it forward. So like we mentioned, begin chunking your goal into smaller segments, and that will really help you organize. It will make it more manageable. You won't be so stressed or overwhelmed about that end goal. And then it will help you create a strategic plan, and then you're able to schedule activities and outcomes around that plan that will help move you forward to your successful outcome. Um, Notice what works and be more proactive about tweaking key elements that are necessary and just really be open to feedback and embrace innovation along the way. Agree. I think uh, this is how we do everything here. We chunk a lot of stuff. Like you guys probably have heard it before. A lot of the stuff we do for Instagram, like we film it all in like a day. Or two days sometimes. Yeah. We chunk it in a small block of time Mm -hmm. because if not, like – the strategy would be like to f- do stuff every single day. And uh, I just don't have the bandwidth for that. I'd be too tired. Mm-mm. Like, so you have to kind of know and, and set up your week and, and schedule your days the same way for you who are busy parents with kids and all these things. You guys probably have to be more strategic and organized than anybody. And obviously be fluid inside of that organization to make sure you get your workout in, to make sure you can eat the foods you want to eat, but also, you know, be the best parent and, and deliver at your job and all the things that, you know, encompass your day. When I look here on my desk alone, like how we schedule everything, like I have little post-it notes all over the place of like this program here, here's what's our digital platform, here's our in-person platform, here's what I have to do, Heather has to do, Monica has to do, here's what Sean's going to do. Like I kind of just break everything down and I try to be as organized and obviously there's going to be shifts and flows with that, but I, I'm a structured human, just like a lot of you guys. And without, you know, a good strategy to kind of get somewhere, I think it's really you'll tough. You'll just be stuck <laughs> in get, the same place. And you'll get lost like doing mm-hmm. what everybody else does. You'll get watched. You'll, you'll do Netflix. You'll watch for six hours and mm-hmm. be like, whoa, where did the time go? Or you'll get sucked into the YouTube. Do you or- want to be an average person or do you want to be an awesome person? Dude, I'm telling you. I'm like, and I'm not, like, you can do escapism, but if your screen time is five hours yeah. and you're not getting other things done in your life, like you have to adjust Check your strategy. Check in with yourself and figure out what works for you and what's holding you back. And I also think when you look at things that way, in smaller blocks. That's why I say this. If you guys have a goal of like, you know, being on the cover of Shape Magazine, if you have a goal of like retiring early or, you know, getting an advanced degree or becoming a millionaire, whatever your thing is, don't look at it as just, don't look at it like that. Look at it as like, what is the chunk I can do this month, this quarter, this year to get there and build off of that. Because that's everything. That Those are manageable chunks. And you can organize things in a 30-day window. It's really hard to organize something in a 10-year mm-hmm. window. Because there's so many variables in, in the world. Even changing. taking it just one week at a time. That's, I, dude, mm-hmm. my response to you for the last year and a half. You'll be like, hey, I'm like, just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we've been doing because of our world, both of us. It's just been constantly changing. And it's just... 
you, it's so hard to plan still at this point. And it's been going on for almost a year. I'm sure many of you out there are feeling the same. So, well, it's impo- it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Like to what, like to navigate this. Like in, like Jan and Dave will say the same thing. They'll ask a question. I'm like, you guys. That's his mom and stepdad. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing tomorrow. And <laughs> uh, they're great, love them to death. But like, fuck, dude. I'm like, I can't even tell you what I'm like. I don't know. Like because it might it might change. And so to like, I will go back to this. Like I remember sitting at. Um, Tony Robbins, what was it? Uh, Elish, the power within. And this, I forget how many people are there, like 2,000 people. It's in, we're in Chicago. And I remember he asked a question. He's like, who here has a five-year plan? 95% of the audience raises their hands. <laughs> He's like, cool. You're all full of shit. It's never going to happen. Put your hands down. And then he goes on to kind of go into detail. And I'm like, I thought it was funny then because I never really, you know, when you go to job interviews, like I remember like when I was trying to get a real job. Yeah, it's and always like... Everybody thought I sucked. I'm like, what's your five-year plan? I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I don't fucking That's know. such an old-school mentality, like an old-school question, I feel like. Dude, five years ago? was Was Uber even a thing five years mm-hmm. ago, really? Like, there's so much stuff Everything's that Everything's rapidly changing. Especially now. Mm-hmm. So, I guess the point is, is that you guys be organized, but in ha- you, you can have those things in your, you know, your long-range sites, but really just trying to own each day because that's how you make a week great. And small, attainable, realistic goals. And you can set some crazy shit out there for sure. And, and I promise you, if you do the things daily and weekly, those things are going to become more manageable over time. But if you just throw it out there and say, well, I'm going to, you know, become a millionaire in six months and you're 80 grand in debt today, that's probably not going to happen. But maybe break it up in one habit, one habit that's holding you back from getting to that financial goal is or, holding you back so just focus on that one daily change that you can implement and that was the, the podcast yesterday we talked about just if you got a hundred pounds to lose you know don't worry about getting five workouts in a week don't worry about eating perfect every single meal just walk for 30 mm-hmm. minutes a day maybe for the first couple of weeks just to get your bearings and maybe make one better food choice if you're eating fast food seven days a week don't worry about like the perfect meal plan or the perfect workout plan that shit doesn't exist for you or for anybody just focus on like well maybe i just only eat fast food you know six days a week instead of seven days a week i'm a fan of the shallow end versus the deep end stuff i think as you again if you're talking about paying off debt Dave Ramsey made it popular the snowball effect you pay off your debt smallest to largest so you build some momentum that's the power of thoughts. Like the reason why I don't take like days off of work and I, there's not a day that's went by in 11 years where I've not done something for this to move it forward because it's the momentum of it. And I feel like if you take the foot off the gas, things just slow down drastically. So you guys building these little wins day after day, week after week, month after month, that's what builds on the ultimate goals moving forward. And it requires patience and time, but that's the oh, whole point. The patience, man. <laughs> and people, the and patience. it's hard, including myself, to be patient, but consistency over time will continue to pay off. I want to, I want to mention this because Jacob was here, um, young Jacob. So Jacob worked for us for like three years. Great kid. Um, so him and I, he is a he is the example. If he's listening, he's gonna know where this is going here. He's the example <laughs> of like he's a millennial. He's young, you know. And millennials are great. No, we, we love Jacob. Yes, he's a great kid. But he just, you know, he came in today and he's like, you know, finally, like I grasp this. What you tell me, the patience, and he, he goes, what you told me was because he's he's doing a different podcast. He's like writing an ebook. He's doing some things, and he goes, 
and again, I say a lot of shit, so I forget things I say. He goes, the one thing you told me was the stuff you're, are you okay with the stuff you're doing today, you know, having payoff five years from now. And that's really hard for people to hear. And I know that sounds crazy to think. And he literally said that to me this morning, last night, uh, before I turn my phone off, I have a lady, uh, message me in my DMS. Uh, she goes, Hey, but do you still have this athletic greens buy one, get one half off deal, which was from 2016. Oh my gosh. She goes, I saw, she goes, I pulled up a message from 2016. You sent me and I go, no, they actually did the free year of vitamin D right now. Plus the five for child packs. It's a way better deal. She's like, okay, thanks. Awesome. Um, I just ordered it. That's crazy. That's again, it's depressing because it took her five years of buy athletic greens. <laughs> um, and she should have been taking it this whole time. I go, but the point is, is that you're laying this foundation of things that are going to pay off and you don't even know what's going to come from it. That's why I always say like, you don't always have to just check the scoreboard. You don't have to see who's winning the game in quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. You just got to play the game. You guys just put your head down and go to work and do the things you know you have to do to be successful. And then when you look up, you're going to be winning the game. And I think sometimes we get so lost in like, well, it didn't happen right now. Like nothing in your life is going to happen quickly. It, it, and patience is a virtue with everything. And, and Lord knows, dude, it's painful as hell, even for me at times. And I'm probably the most patient fucking dude on the planet. And it's tough, man, to sit back. But I go, if you can do that with a sense of urgency as you work, I go, your life can change and be something that you never thought it could be. I promise you guys that. Number five, execution, son. Creating a strategy is one thing, but executing it is another. Decide in advance that taking strong action will be limitless tests for your success. There's obviously going to be days, you know, when you aren't feeling like working or working out, um, you're discouraged, you have distractions. Your goal is to take, again, bite-sized pieces of the apple until it's finally consumed, whether it's like uh, a career goal. So making that phone call, sending an email, physically maneuvering to achieve the next steps, digging deep and taking action. So Execution helps build trust in yourself and as well as reflect successful past performance, bringing you one step closer to your desired outcome. Uh, a business coach of mine, and I've talked, I've shared a lot of Pat stuff on here before. Um, Pat's like a fitness guy, business guy. He's kind of a mix of the two. Um, he has a phrase, you know, you get paid for done. And that's pretty much, you know, was drilled in my head for the past decade plus, like from the probably one of the first times I've ever met him or worked with him. He's like, you get paid for done. And in fitness, what I've seen a lot of is, you know, people waiting for things to be perfect to make a move or to do something. And I don't clearly suffer from the uh, perfectionist mentality because if you ever see an email, I write how many misspelled words and oh punctuation my gosh, mistakes. And it drives me nuts. I like message him. I'm like, hey, I know you're doing like 10 different things at once, but can you please like edit this? Well, I don't even know how to spell. It's ridiculous. But my point is, is that <laughs> such a loser, <laughs> you know, I know I'm so unsuccessful, just a turd. Um, <laughs> you know, because people, they again, yeah, I you obviously spell your words right if you can. I'm just not that brilliant. But people, it's this ready aim and then maybe fire i am more of a you know ready fire and then i'll just you know aim later and just kind of pick up the pieces as i go because people get kind of caught in this state of you know uh purgatory or what we've done a whole podcast on someday island you know 
Someday I'll write a book. Someday I'll get in shape. Someday I'll save for retirement. Someday I'll get out of debt. Someday I'll travel the world. Someday I'll, you know, I'll spend more time with my kids. And the sad reality is for most people, someday never comes. They get trapped in this place and they never really, you know, shit or get off the pot is the term. And they never just, they just kind of sit there waiting and waiting and waiting to actually, you know, take action. And that's what it is. I, I would tell most of you guys, you'd be better off just starting something and then kind of figuring out as you go, as opposed to waiting for the perfect time or the perfect program or the perfect opportunity, because that rarely ever happens. There's no, I'll share this. I could share this. Story. I don't want to get super lost in the podcast. There's no perfect time to do anything. And obviously there's, there's, there's time to be patient and there's time to take action and there's stupid decisions you can make, but you'll never really know. Like, if I give one quick example, like when I started this business, um, I didn't know what the, I had no clue what the hell I was doing. And still some days I wake up and I think that I don't, but like, it was not a perfect time for me to do that. No, I, you're making like 30 some thousand bucks a year, maybe. No, 40. I, no. Did when, you have a real job then? Yeah. I, I had just got promoted and okay. so I was making maybe like 60. Okay. We have no money. <laughs> we have $60,000. Um, we live in my amazing bachelor pad condo that I bought for a steal. So it worked. So our overhead's low. Your office was in our living room because it was a one bedroom. Yeah. I, that, that was like the first job I had where I worked remotely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you, yeah. Cause I remember like, we just got JC too. Yes. Cause you had your, you had the Marriott job for a little bit, like at on um, property. And then, yeah, you, I was a sales manager and then I became an account executive. Okay. Um, yes. Anyways. So the point I'm driving at is like, that was not a perfect time. So I basically quit my, my corporate job with like, you know, benefits without an actual paycheck. And I'm like, well, I'm going to quit. I had no clients. I had no money. Um, I had no resources. Let's put all the stress on Heather. Heather. Yes. <laughs> so, and I had like, I think I had like a couple of resistance bands and that was it. And I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll get into this, you know, 5,000 square foot space and I'll just figure it out. But the point I'm driving at is if I would have waited for the perfect time, it would have took me. I don't know how many years to save up enough money to actually build the space and to build a site and to, to have the clientele to feel, to take the jump. Mm-hmm. Now that was really stupid what I did in hindsight, but it, it worked out for me. But the point is sometimes you just have to take a leap of faith right? and you have to just try something and you have to do it and you have to take action. Cause if you, if I didn't, I don't ever, I don't, and I don't, I don't want to say names here on the podcast because you guys will get confused, but I'm like, I don't ever, you know, call Padre back who got me into the first space we were in. I don't meet Brett. I don't mm-hmm. meet Inga. Uh, I don't meet Kathy, Ben, Dave, None don't of start. This would have None of our life existed. happens. And what am I doing today? Mm-hmm. Like Working what? some corporate job you hate because you're like, not meant for that. Like I think about that sometimes. Like you're if, totally if, meant to be an entrepreneur. Like you just are that type of person. Like what would I even be doing? Like, what would I look like? Like, what would I even have met you? I mean, I could still would we see still you. we still be together? Event, you know, at one point, you were, your goal was to become a head coach basketball, and you did try that out, um, coaching. God, that's like a, your life. I is could like see a, you doing a coaching role of some sort, but. But, man, you're it's like you're a traveling, like, carnival mm-hmm. person. Again, that'd be, that would probably be the only, but that's so hard to do, too. But then we couldn't live here. So we won't live in Scottsdale. We wouldn't have our same friends. I would have never met all the, it just all worked out. My point is, is that sometimes you just have to take a chance. And if you want to be, there's a really good book. It's called The Reluctant Entrepreneur. It's called, it's basically how to do it and not be a dumbass like me. Um, But in the same note, the way that I thought about it in, in terms of executing and actually just doing it, I surrounded myself with the right people. But I figured, hey, I'm young. 
if you I have suck. amazing supportive wife. Yes. Yeah, Actually, great. at that point, we weren't even married, so that was a whole nother risk. <laughs> we're just two people living together with a dog, you know. We're just two responsible adults. Um, but the point is, I'm like, I was young. I'm like, if I suck at we it. We both were scared. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I can always go back and just work some crap job and like, so be it. But I'm like, at least got to take a chance. I believed in you. I was like, you know what? If he fails, he'll figure it out. He'll do something else. But let's try it out. We're young enough. We have nothing holding us back. No. But you and I are kind of have always been, I think, more of a risk taker naturally versus some other people um, are just not. Well, we're not. They don't have that personality type. No, we're not from here. Like, it's not like we had a network of people. Well, we already took that risk of moving away from our families, moving several states away and just building a life for ourselves independently and then we met and, I, and it's true and like, took on more risks <laughs> yes i just i do think if you guys if you want to do something and it's important to you and you're passionate about it if you're willing to just to, to dig deep and like exhaust yourself and just consistently take action and make some sacrifices i'm like you can do some pretty amazing shit and it, it is true like you do build this I don't even know if it's a trust in yourself, but it's like, it's a confidence in yourself of like, well, shit, if I can do this, I can do this. And it just kind of, it's like, try something else because I, you know, was able to succeed in that area of life. It's a domino effect. Mm -hmm. And, um, I know it's just weird to look back on it. Like how it just kind of just happens, you know, because if, if you do that and you become, what I'm saying is with all these things, when we say that the successful mindset, you're just becoming a different person. Like you're becoming, and again, I say this and I use myself as an example because like I used to just suck shit as a human being. I just wasn't, I wasn't this person. I wasn't, I wasn't positive. I was negative. I was kind of an asshole. I just, I was not who you're listening to today. And like all of a sudden, like you change, you take these chances, you know, you're reading the right things, you're listening to the right things. Then you become this person. And then what happens is other people see how you are and they're attracted to it. Mm -hmm. And then you would, not only are they attracted to it, but you attract those people as well. And so, you want to help them and inspire them and yes. educate them so they can live a healthier, happier, more successful life. Yes. And so we all we all do it here together. I look at it as a collective. Like the, the guys who come in here and work out and the women that come in here and work out are all unique and they're all pretty successful. And we all support each other. Yes. And it's like, but like in what world am I working like my old shit job where like, Mike D and I become friends. Mm -hmm. Why would he, no, no offense, why the f would he ever talk to me? Yeah. Like, how does Raul, like, why would he ever talk to me if I'm doing that? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you start to meet these really unique, super smart, like, amazing people where it's, it's like. so cool and build this community. Yeah, like, and, I, and again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, just, you know, say money and, and job titles and stuff. But, like, our friends, like, even, like, the physicians who come here, they're very smart people. Like, they're very educated. Like, they want to hang out with us. I'm like, why do these people want to talk to me? <laughs> like, sometimes it's like, I'm like, am I just a poser in the room? But you, what I'm saying is you, when you have a different mindset and you guys put these five things into place, all of a sudden the people that, you know, you think are smart, that you think are responsible, that you look up to, that you want to associate with, they want to do the same with you because you're, you're all peers. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say iron sharpens iron because you're, you're now in this circle and it's, it's not, you're not there by mistake you've just done the work over time because you've turned yourself into like kind of this mental giant and you've done a lot of things and then your circle grows and then you kind of, you, you know, like this energy rising tides, raise all ships. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you all kind of do it together. I feel like I help these guys, you know, and they help me just all one and the same just by able to be able to talk to them and to be around them. And like we collectively like, you know, become this badass community of people and you guys have the same ability in your life. But 
if you don't work on yourself, if you don't do the right things, if you think negatively, if you're holding yourself back, if you're being your own anchor, then no one else is going to want to hang out with you. You have to think about that. Like think about the way that you speak to yourself. Would you want to be around somebody else who talks about themselves the same way? And that's a question a lot of people have to really dig down and ask. And, and a lot of people are like, well, shit, if someone was as negative as me, it sounds draining. It's not fun. Like I don't want to hang out with them. So like you got to become that person and you'll be so much better off for mm-hmm. it. I promise you guys that. I think that's it. Sorry. I got into rant there for a second, but I just, I believe in it. And I just, I say it because I was not always in this place mentally. And I think that's the biggest thing above all else. Like, yes, talent is real and there's all these other things and, and timing and situations and all that shit. But if you can change the way you think about the world and and have perspective and gratitude and not this victim mentality, like that's where it starts. Your life can be pretty amazing, Mm -hmm. dude. Like you, you'll, you'll, you'll be surrounded by so much awesomeness and opportunities will continue to, to happen for you. They really will. Because people want to be around people who are, you know. Lifting each other up. Yes, and, positive, mm-hmm. educated, smart, fit, healthy. Like you just, you attract, like attracts like. It really does, you guys. So hopefully you guys got something out of that. Um, I know I kind of. I hope so. I kind of went on a ramble there for a little bit. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any other requests you guys have for the podcast, uh, hit us up. Probably come back next weekend for sure my week is super busy this week uh but we'll get to you guys uh as soon as we can but if you got requests you send them in and again reminder the podcast is brought to you by our homies over at beam cbd it's the cbd i take every single night again has the melatonin up in there 20 milligrams of the cbd no thc so you won't get high but it will help you stay asleep if you guys want a discount i can always get you 20 percent off or if you want to try three free nights hit me up and i will send that to you as well and then you guys already know athletic greens always and forever the one thing i take every single day and i never miss so if you want to try athletic greens i can get you guys five free travel packs i can get you an entire year supply of vitamin d3 and if you're taking a bunch of supplements right now you can probably throw most of those in the trash And this is the one thing i would take every single day with the d if you guys did that you get your immune system running on blast so the site is athleticgreens.com slash jeremy scott or if you want to try a free travel pack monica will actually take one right from our office she'll send one right to your front door you guys can try it and you'll be like holy shit he said the greens were amazing and they tasted great and they were and then you guys can get the free pack and the five packs and the vitamin d on top of there i can't say enough it's the best tasting greens by far and again that's why i take it every day because i don't dread it um, i actually don't mind it and again if you guys have taken shots of goldschlager and jägermeister and like you know, rumple mints at the bar, you can for surely Gross. take some athletic <laughs> greens. I'm trying to, what, what's the worst shot you ever took at the bar? Do you know? I think Jaeger is just the worst. Is that your worst? Uh, in terms of a shot, Irish car bombs are pretty bad. Those are really thick, though. I will say this. At my 21st birthday, like the power hour, is that still legal? Can they do that anymore? Like we you, did it. Yeah. So remember my power hour, I sat down at the VIP. But I'm, we're old now, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I had been drinking the entire night, Bud Ices, by the way. And so, and I'll let you guys go after this. I was drinking Bud Ices all the way up until midnight. And then the power hour starts uh, just after midnight. So I go to this place called the VIP Lounge. And there's nothing VIP about it. And I remember uh, Donchi and Isaac, my two college roommates or teammates, uh, sat me down at the bar. And it was like five shots of wild turkey. Gross. And that's, a, and I remember vaguely going into the bathroom there, um, probably peeing or something. And then I remember the next thing, just getting dropped off at home and then holding the toilet, uh, just praying 
for it to all be over. But uh, my point is, is if I can do that, I can drink athletic greens every single day. And it really is the best tasting greens, you guys. So hit me up if you want a free pack. You can try it, and then I can hook you up with all the stuff. I believe in it that much. I take it every day, and Heather takes it as well. We wouldn't, we wouldn't plug it, and we won't work with them for this many years if we didn't. So, uh, Absolutely. Thank you, guys. As always, if you're on the podcast app on an iPhone, just make sure you drop down, leave us a couple comments. I truly would appreciate it. And uh, have an amazing rest of your day. So. Yes, thank you, guys. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love, a people you enjoy, because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.